mood.tv Welcome again to another episode of White Wasabi. This is episode 9. I am Sensei Match. With me today are EJ5000. EJ, what's going on? Not much. How about you, Sensei? Uh, hanging in there. Hanging in there, as always. Also with us today, the Gregor Man. Good evening, Sensei. How you doing, man? Oh, good evening, sir. Good evening. Uh, things are pretty good on my end. And I'm quite excited today because this is one of my favorite episodes thus far of SAO. Agreed. Indeed. Episode 9, The Blue-Eyed Demon. Uh, EJ5000, would you like to give us a uh, quick synopsis, synopsis, synopsis of this episode, sir? Taken directly from the List of Sword Art Online episodes Wikipedia page, The Blue-Eyed Demon, Episode 9, released on September 1st, 2012. Kirito teams with Asuna as they clear the dungeon and discover the boss's room on the 74th floor. The room contains a formidable beast, a human-eyed chimera with ram's horns, a gigantic sword, and a living snake for a tail, the Gleam Eyes. They flee from the room to another part of the dungeon where they encounter Klein and his guilt. The Aincrad Liberation Force appear, visibly exhausted from exploring the floor. As the soldiers rest, their leader, Korbots, demands Kirito give them the map he made of the floor. Despite Asuna and Klein's protest, Kirito complies with his request. Korbats and the soldiers march on into the dungeon, and the others follow them to check <laughs> that they do not engage the boss. However, they arrive to see the soldiers badly hurt and Korbats dead. Not wanting to see more people die, they start to charge at the boss to protect the survivors. Kirito is forced to use his unique dual blade skill to slay the boss with starburst stream combo of 16 hits. Shortly after the battle, Kirito's unique skill becomes a talk of Aincrad, which attracts the attention of Heathcliff, the commander of the Knights of the Blood Oath. He then challenges Kirito to a duel. If Kirito wins, Asuna is allowed to leave the guild and join his side. But if he loses, Kirito must join the Knights of Blood Oath. Kirito agrees to the terms and accepts Heathcliff's challenge. Oh boy, oh boy. So we'll have to, uh, as usual, take it from the top. We come into the episode and they are uh, entering into the into the boss room again. And we, we see them both tuck tail and run very, very quickly in that little intro before, uh, before the... Uh, well, the, the little clip before the, the beginning intro. Um, and once they do, you know, they, they take off. And when we, we finally get back to them, they're, they're sitting on the ground kind of out of breath. They, they saw that thing and they took off. Um, and while they're sitting there, uh, we, have, uh, we have Klein uh, and his, his guild. Uh, Gregorman, are, are they... Are they a guild now? Uh, is Klein their guild, uh, or I've, are they still? I've a assumed party? he's a guild. I've assumed they've been a guild since I saw him at uh, that meeting where Asuna was leading the the boss raid in one of those earlier episodes. His group was standing there, so I, you know, I, I 
I think maybe they're a larger group, and that's maybe like the party that he rolls with. Those are like his dudes. Those those are his his close dudes. The party. All right. Yeah, and I'm, and it just just from assumption of that that group meeting. Gotcha. They, don't they gotcha. say that they're a guild of some sort? They have a name. Yeah, I mean he's got he's oh, got yeah, the they, guild they, they thing up, and he does in the episode he calls he calls out their name because he introduces Klein to to Asuna later on. I, I assume that they were a guild all the way back since uh, to bring up the uh, Nicholas fight. Yep, exactly. So, old school oh, red team. True, true, true. I forgot all about the Nicholas fight. Thank you. Um, well, that's because it didn't happen. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So, so Klein and his whole crew show up, and uh, there's some extreme awkwardness. Cause well, even before I, they show up, it's to cut you right. off, because I got to. Oh, so, I got it. No, go ahead. Eric called it last, or EJ called it last, uh, last show, I think. Oh, geez. Well, this is, this is um, they close the door. Right when they go in, there's a difference from the last episode, which I thought was interesting. We see, they, they walk in, and these, these torches light up around the outside. Yep. Do you guys remember the mm-hmm. shot? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. Which I think was really cool, but they didn't do that in the previous episode, which I thought was an interesting choice. Uh, and that's more of like an animation uh, or a directing thing. Like, why did they choose I, not to put that cool reveal at the beginning of the last episode? They kind of just show the pan-up of the dude. Uh, I think it's because they, they expand on it. You know, they show you his weapon in this one. They really show you exactly what he is. He takes a swipe at him, and that's when they run. You don't think that the, cl- the flames could have made a good cliffhanger? Like, you don't think that I mean, that I mean was... that maybe, maybe just the flames, but I feel like that also helped build up the, the the drama of the full reveal of the blue-eyed demon. All right. Okay. It's that's weird, my, that's, it's that's weird that you're my... defending them that they couldn't put the flames in the end of the last episode, bro. I don't know. I don't know, man. No, I mean, they, they definitely could have, but it, I, I don't, I'm not saying it, you know, it, it was a, it was a, just a choice. Okay. I and, agree. They, and they went with that one. It's definitely just a choice. So we see that and it's cool and I'm glad we saw it this time. And it was really cool though, right? And you really enjoyed it. Now, would you really have enjoyed it the flames. second time seeing it? I, I probably would have been like, wow, I can't wait to see the way those blue flames pan out next episode. <laughs> I don't think you would have. I think you're lying. <laughs> so then they, I guess they close the door. We see them behind the door. The door gets closed. They're not in there. And they're talking to each other. And Austin is like, you're hiding something from me. And All right, wait, bef- even before that, oh, yeah? I just want to call out hey, one more before that. No, please. We're going to jump back in. You called out last episode how they constantly are just eating food. And they sit down on the other side of the door, and she's like, well, we're out here. Might as well have lunch. <laughs> Pops out a picnic basket and hands him a sandwich. Yeah, and they have okay. a whole conversation about her cooking skill again and how she mastered all this stuff. And she has soy sauce. She has something that tastes like soy sauce. He like is like, you should sell this. You can make so much money. And then instantly turns emo, and he's like, no, you can't sell it. Because if you do, then there'll be none for me. Totally. <laughs> and this was one of those things where I was like, this has got to be a transa- translation issue. This doesn't make any sense. And I read it, and it was like the same thing. It was just like, <laughs> this is good. You should do this for a living. Psych, I want it all for me. And it's like, what? what? And he was serious. He wasn't like joking. Yeah, he was serious. Yeah, no, he wasn't he like. straight emo mode. Yeah, it was weird. Very weird it was defensive. Super weird. Food cock but block then, move. Yeah, exactly. And then she flips it onto your point, so get back to that. Yeah, and then she's just like, you're hiding something. I know. And he's like, oh, my God, I better not tell. And it's about how he always has one weapon she's like some people do it because they hold shield some people do it because they think it looks stupid and there's some people you know i don't do it because it slows down my sword and then she just like well it's rude to ask about that kind of stuff so never mind which i thought was hilarious because you'd think that uh, there's got to be a point when you get past the awkward things like that like there's nothing awkward and you've been killing next to this dude for 
you know, a year anyway, or a year on and off, don't you think you, that's not really that offensive, you know, but it's that, you know, that's their culture, you know, just also just a way to build tension for that later scene. Totally. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, You know, you got to call that out real quick. So you're like, Oh wait, don't forget. That's true. Something cool that happens. Foreshadow. Well, for anybody that was listening with us with the episode, (laughs) who's pausing and watching the episode, I didn't want to spoil it. That's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they just said that. I better pause. Okay. Anybody who actually does that, please let me know. And, you know, I'll buy you a Coke or give you a cookie or something, man, because that's... Dedication. Or I'll give you a hug. We could both use hugs, if if that's what you're doing. So, yeah, they eat the sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Eat the sandwich. They have the conversation about the hiding something, and she just says, okay, don't tell me. And then... That's then when our we buddy get back shows to Matt's right. point. Then, then Klein and uh, and his crew show up and have, well, Klein has kind of an awkward back and forth there with Kirito, where he he introduces uh, Kirito introduces Asuna, and then Klein loses his damn mind. I gotta say, I had to rewatch this little part like three times, because what what Klein actually does is he gets like super nervous because she's super hot. He puts yep. his head down and his arm at his side and puts out his hand to, sh- to shake her hand. Yes. What I thought happened the first two times was that he got a boner. Because <laughs> I was uh, like, because okay. they make like a noise. There's like a noise. And then you see his pants move. And I was like, did he just get a boner? Like, did I just see what I thought I saw? So I watched <laughs> it again. And then th- by the third time, I, I realized the scenario was as such I explained it. But, uh... Yeah, so that's my personal experience <laughs> on that spot. <laughs> Perfect. Beautiful. <laughs> Although, you know, your your second explanation would probably make more sense as to why Kirito just drills him in the stomach. I'm a 24-year-old male. I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome, And man. then he just catches a left hand to the gut. <laughs> well, he's like, he says, I'm looking for, and then he just catches it. Just catches one right there and goes down. And the best part is not to jump too far ahead, but later on, he steps on Kirito's toes, and Kirito goes, what that's are you right doing? And he goes, that's payback. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I was cracking up laughing at Really, so that's payback for him, like literally laying. Like, he, he he probably could have grabbed his spine if he wanted to. Like he put his <laughs> hand that far through his gut. And his crew's reaction down. was awesome because, like, they're all like, "Oh!" And you're like, "Oh shit!" They're gonna jump oh, Kirito, and they yeah, just they rolled start, up then quick. Like, then all of a sudden, they're like, "It's Kirito and Asuna!" I can't believe it's Asuna. She's super hot. They just start talking to her. They could get. They don't even care. The client. I thought she on. was taller than, or she's a little shorter than I thought, but she's <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I heard that one today when I was rewatching it again. So this this is where I think where I was complaining episodes ago about like where's all the fatties. This is the you redeeming thing. You're like, this is where all the nerds are. Like, there might not be fatties, but they're still like that. There's our gamer guys. Fatty. You know, they're so. I was like, yeah, right on. This chick's super hot, and everybody would be thinking this chick's super hot. So, he's got a chubby guy in the squad too. So yeah, there is a chubby guy. Like yeah, he's a big bone guy. Yeah, yeah. He looks badass too. I think he, does, he might be one of the guys who carries a spear. I like those look. Those guys. Yeah, tough. he represents. He represents. Unnamed soldier number seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably gonna die. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you ain't got a name. You're going down. <laughs> You're going down. Sorry. If they haven't said your name at least once, then the only time they're going to say it is when he yells it as you die. <laughs> <laughs> and you see the, the character list, and it's like, soldier, 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 soldier. chubby soldier, soldier, soldier. <laughs> You're like, oh, man. parentheses, it has his name for just that one episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they like... They're all into her, and I think that's cool. And and, and, well, and it's, think, it's comedic relief, you know. Uh, the Klein tends to be, and his crew tend to be comedic relief for uh, a lot of the time so far. Um, and and I, they kind of, you know, they precede a, a little bit more of a, a serious situation. So it's good to have a lighter moment there. Um, and they get through it in an instant. It, yeah. Yeah, it's quick. It's a quick little scene. Yeah, but and, I, and I love Klein, man. I wish, I wish he's awesome. Yeah, That's from why this I love episode. These yeah, like I wish he he's was my around. Favorite. Any Klein episode is my favorite episode. <laughs> yeah, he's hilarious. He's got like a good perspective. He is the example of. He doesn't take the game. <laughs> Again, it's you. You die. You're dead. So you should keep take it seriously. But he seems to have a he's a, a good perspective on that. He doesn't take things too seriously. And uh, yeah, and his crew seems and happy too. They're not like. They're not all the other guilds are like rife with weird BS. You know, they're either too serious. We've only seen, I think, two, maybe three guilds at this point. Is that true, right? But yeah, yes. there's a couple. May, yeah, not that many, but and one of them, is, they're all dead. And one of them are all dead. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Kirito. Thanks, thanks. Golden Apple. <laughs> Appreciate that, Kirito. Yeah, way not to tell us you're wielding two swords or what have you. But we'll get. I think yeah. we'll get more into Klein later because his character is is really really awesome. Yeah, and right you on. See that you know. Well, you see that right. You know, right after this scene, like you say, they they flash right through it. He basically him and Kirito have a quick conversation about how uh, he kind of sees how it's going, even though Kirito doesn't think it's it's not like that, as he always does. But um, right after they already right had that it. conversation where yeah, and she's like, like, "Well, you're we my go, boyfriend." But exactly. And they're, but they're like, all right, well, we should go check on those guys. And that's when Klein quick hangs back and he's like, hey, listen, Asuna, um, you know, he's a bonehead and everything. And he likes to play solo and he has a bloodlust. But uh, he's a really good guy. So take care of him. He's a pretty you know, serious like weird, killer. You know, but <laughs> he's, he's a really serious killer and all that. But he's really, you know, and, and again, the undertone is he's really lonely. So take care of him. Yeah. And but like, you know, you see that like good side so of Klein again. Lonely. I do like that. Klein steps up and tells that to Asuna, but at this point, Asuna and, and Kirito have had more experience together than Klein and Kirito has that oh, we've yeah. seen. Though it definitely oh, seems yeah. like every time him and Klein meet up, it seems like they have this whole history that we haven't seen, too. Like, aside from the first episode, of course, it seems like they might have met up more times and we just weren't privy to those episodes or something. Or we, we can imagine. I can so imagine. Many time that. gaps. Well, that and I, definitely. The way close. that they speak to each other is so friendly in, in those kind of terms. And the, the way that they treat each other, uh, you know, punching him in the gut and him getting up, not really getting mad about it. You know, you, they're, they're pals. They're, they're friends. Um, you, you can kind of see that, you know, through their, their body language. And they always, whenever they, they meet up, it's kind of like, oh, hey, there you are again. You know, and if over two years, we've seen Klein, what, three times now total? Yeah. So yeah, if you, three, if this was the fourth, maybe, yeah. If you only saw somebody three times over two years, you wouldn't be that friendly with them. No. Yeah. You know? totally. well, here's, here's a nice quick assumption is they probably have met on every boss floor since we saw them at that meeting. Yeah. because they're both there so they probably at the very least we can assume that every floor they've met 
before the battle and had a meeting and probably saw each other. So even if it's just that, they're going to be friendly since the beginning. I would have loved to have seen Klein's health meter go down like halfway after he got punched in the stomach or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would have been a nice touch. It was like, boo, you know. But alas. So after after that, uh, you know, a little bit of comedy, we uh, we then have Captain Sirius. Uh, the Patrick Warburton wannabe, Lieutenant mm-hmm. Colonel Corvat. Or, yep, Corvat. 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 Uh, Corvat, Corvat, no! From the Iron Cred Liberation Army on the first floor. Um, yeah. Guy's a jackass. Total what, douche. Total douche. Uh, his troops cool are concept. completely I like, I like depleted. The, the guild concept. What was that, Gregorman? I said I like the guild concept. It's like, uh, you know, they stay on in floor one and they help a lot of the new guys out, but it's, it's always a concept that's actually in-game sometimes that never never really pans out it's a bunch of people that have that somehow really quickly get good gear and then team up and go out to try to do some stuff that they have no idea how to do yeah and like that definitely that, you know that's definitely something that happens I, I i've been in guilds like that i jumped in some stuff like that and it's it's fun but not when i guess your life is at stake so it's like a noob guild almost yeah exactly you know it's a bunch of people they're like oh look look i got this you know in some games, unfortunately, it's like, you know, gill buying where you can go or, uh, you know, gold buying for real money where you can people will go and pay, you know, 50 bucks or whatever and get a whole bunch of money in game, buy all the best stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, their character's good, but they just don't know how to do anything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So uh, so these guys show up and demand the uh, the map to the boss room from Kirito and uh you know, Klein is immediately on the on the defensive. Like, no, nah, you're not taking that. Like, absolutely not. Um, and there's a little bit of a, a discussion there, but Kirito's kind of cuts him off and is like, "Yeah, I don't care. Here, take it. But if you're gonna go, don't go with those guys. You you're exhausted. You're gonna die in there. Um, and they soldier on. For some reason, this guy is just." That big He's of, like, they'll do what I tell them to do. Yeah, great, great leadership skills. Um, you know, they. What do you? They don't even ask. They're not even like, "What's in there?" Nope. They're just like, "We want the map." Yeah. Like they could just be like, "Did you look behind that door?" But that guy is like such a idiot. He's just so determined to get killed. And yeah, uh, although I'm not really a hundred percent sure as to why what happens next actually happens next. Um, those guys leave, and then Kirito, Asuna, and Klein, and that group start roaming around in the dungeon, I guess? I I thought they were just chilling, yeah, well, so that's, they're just, like, yeah, they were having just a conversation. They're like, we're not going to finish our conversation just because this guy's here. We're just chilling. Let's eat some freaking sandwiches like we do every six I mean, seconds. I guess the whole point they started to go out originally was just to go out to that dungeon and kill stuff. Oh, yeah, so, I mean, okay. we're all there. Might as well have some fun, hang out, kill some more things, head back in a little bit. You know, if that's your, if that was your goal anyway, then, you know, why waste all that time getting out there? And they I, they were probably like, we're not going back in there. Oh, true. Yeah, we're not going to go fight that thing right now. Eventually, we'll bring yeah. the info back and, you know, probably go back. I, they probably, you know, that doesn't happen. They probably go back to the Blood Oath and tell the commander what they found, and they start planning for the next boss fight. Uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like a leisurely stroll when they hear, then they hear yeah. s- stuff going down. 
spend a lot of time to get somewhere and there's cool monsters around and you can level up you you know you're like well i could go back or i could you know try to stay here for a little bit longer level up get stronger why not level up level up level up all right sure. well i think that's uh that's probably a good spot for us to take a bit of a break uh this is white wasabi and we will be right back with you in just a few moments Wasabi, episode 9, where we're discussing Sword Art Online, episode 9, The Blue-Eyed Demon. Uh, we're going to pick right up where we left off, at the blood-curdling cl- scream that Klein and his guild and Kirito and Asuna hear while they're mulling around, chopping up some uh, some beasties in the dungeon. Uh, so they all together dart to, uh, or actually... That that may not be true because we only have we only see Klein, Kirito, and Asuna in the boss room, correct? Uh, well, right before the boss room, I think you see Klein, Kirito, Asuna, and then like maybe like one or two of Klein's guildmates. Because then they when they hear the scream, Asuna and Kirito run, and Klein's like wait, and they're like they respawn. Yeah. Oh, they have they they kill all the the monsters around them, have a quick conversation, hear the scream. Two of them take off for the boss room, and then while they're doing that, you see these blue shadows pop up, which I'm assuming are respawns. So Klein and his guild probably get caught up taking care of those guys. And then Asuna gotcha. and, and Kirito, they wait at the door. They don't go in. They stop at the yeah, door. And, yeah, and they, well, and for good reason. They yell in, you know, use your, use your teleport crystals, and they say that they can't. Now, to me, that brought up some serious, serious issues with... Uh, continuity and the fact that Kirito and Asuna had both been in that room previously and were able to leave. Now, I know they didn't teleport, but they walked back out the door. Yeah. So if if these guys are in that great apparel, um they they should have been able to do the same. Yeah, not one of them even looks like well, they're trying to go towards the door. If, I thought if, about that, but I mean, at the same time, they're all trying. They're getting whooped, and they do at least show you the establishing shot of them being cut off by the boss. They're on the other side. Like, they are yeah. all yeah. lined up on the other side. I mean, of course, they should be able to get up and split up, and half of them at least get out. But, you know, if the commander's saying nobody runs, then nobody runs, which he kind of, as you get into that scene, he does say. He's like, we don't retreat for anything and charge, and they all go for it. If some forty-six-year-old dude was yelling at me in some video game to do something, I'd be like, "You can, you can take a take a chill pill, buddy. I'm gonna not get killed I'm here." Hang back by the you door, know? you guys. All right, just in case anything happens, I'll go back and tell the others. Yeah, I mean, I get that they like <laughs> we're two years in and everything's like super serious, but I, I don't know. I guess I guess even in the game though, some people are just want to be submissive drones because they all dress exactly alike. You know, we were yep. we were to assume by the way that they looked that they were exactly what you said that they were just followers so 
and then we have all right what's their what's their leader's name again um corbats corbats corvats so yeah. corvats. corvats so so this douche nozzle gets tossed across the room lands Sliced. at Kirito's slice awesome. lands at Kirito's feet and Kirito looks down as his helmet cracks open looks him right in the eyes as the dude just disappears <laughs> what did he, he just yell le- to him though did oh, write that down? I didn't. Oh. Because it, it was something it was, like, I can't believe this, or something like that. It wasn't like... Yeah, but it was more like, it was like directed right at Kirito, and he was like, I, I, I can't believe it's like happening in front of you. Like, basically, yeah. Oh, really? Is what <laughs> I took from it. it. Yeah, like, the way he said it was like hilarious, and I was like, what a dick. Like, <laughs> man, like, he just really sealed the deal. Like, I just, I don't care that you just disappeared and died, and are probably dead IRL. Because kept it 100, really man, right ass. to the end. That's pretty... <laughs> totally did. <laughs> well, and, and you know, to his credit, Kirito actually keeps it together here. He he sees he that, and he kind of looks up, and he's like, oh, man, we really should help those guys. Like, he's not super impacted by it, which is great, because mm-hmm. he shouldn't be. The guy's a jerk-off. So what, what then surprised me was we see Asuna, for some reason, freak out over this, and darted. Yeah. She's and, saying I'm about to die. Seemed, you know, not, not so yeah. much. They're not bad people. They're just following orders and think they're doing the right thing. They're about and to die. I, I hear you, but she's not usually the one, you know, to do that. She's the one to sit back and, and then follow up or follow a Kirito or, you know, whatever. And uh, into those kind of situations. Well, we really uh, haven't seen her. See we haven't really seen her well, do too much, except for step up true, for Kirito true. whenever uh, Kakublakudo was going to stab him with that little knife. And, and so she, you know, she's, I feel like this is, a, you know, what, to that, yeah, she's there to, to help out, too, you know. But to that point too, we when we do see her in those types of situations, he's usually the, you know, has the hotter head and jumps in first. She, you know, may not have the opportunity because he's already doing it uh, at times. But, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but she darts in and she gets cracked. She does some stuff, but yeah, she, she, she gets, (laughs) she gets tossed. Am, Am I the only one that, that found that kind of awesome. Oh, so badass! She just takes I, that hit. I was and just she, like, I mean, it hurt, but she just gets up too. And she's yeah. just like, "All right, what's next?" Yep. And it, of course, you know they're they're trapped in there. They can't use uh, their crystals to get out. Um, so we get the obligatory flashbacks to the you know the previous episode of <laughs> the same yeah. thing, and uh, you know we which. I understand, and we're building up towards something, which is a, a, an awesome reveal that's coming up. Um, you know, so I, I, I get why you would lean back on those, uh, you know, on those previous uh, uh, encounters and things that led to this. Um, and you know, as we as we talked about at the beginning of this episode, the fact that he only uses the the black sword, we haven't seen the dragon poop sword yet, um, and no no shield there's no reason for him to be single uh wielding light or one hand sword in it like that um makes this all the better uh when he when he asked them uh klein and uh, asuna to step in and give him 10 seconds that's like that that's the equivalent of 
Krillin dying. Like that that was like okay, I know something's about to get real. Mhm. Yeah. It was awesome. I knew exactly what was coming cuz there was a I remember thinking about it in the episode where he gets the dragon poop sword and he puts it on his hip. And uh, Mikey son and I talked about it a bit, but he it's the only time he doesn't take his sword and put it over his shoulder. And he puts it on his hip and then nothing and you know and then he never speaks of it again and you know it's been an episode and a half almost not a half but you know enough and and yeah like it's it's you you, you got you have a feeling of what's coming I also love uh just to, just to jump back into him but uh another building of Klein when Asuna runs in and then Kirito runs in with his single sword still and Klein's like well what the hell and he just yeah. runs in behind him <laughs> yeah he's totally like the Raphael character you know he's he absolutely he's awesome yeah. and Michelangelo he's Raphael and Michelangelo yeah. like wrapped up yeah totally a party dude that'll tell you to screw off they'll tell you to screw off man <laughs> he keeps it he keeps it 100 <laughs> keep it 100 to 100 to 100 drops in this episode <laughs> And before he does this move, Kirito, though, I, th- I think, if I recall, he's like, oh, why don't I just do the move? He's I like, hate how long it takes. And he's like, he's like yelling at himself. It's so weird. Like, why don't I just do Everybody it? Everybody will What's know. wrong with me? Why don't I do it? And yeah. it's like, yeah, why don't you do it? Why are you saying hey, why don't you do just it? Just do it. <laughs> if that was your inner monologue, you'd be like, maybe I should do this. You wouldn't be like, why don't I do it? You know? It's <laughs> well, I'd be like, um, death or use something that nobody knows about. Oh, not to mention all the guys that he already let die knowing full well that he's got this other sword that he's like, that he uh, yeah. your guys' lives aren't worth it, but, uh, we're, lo- all right, uh, I'll do it. All right, fine. And then but they all, they're all still gonna, an amazing reveal. Totally. Yeah. And, and the move was, it was pretty cool. You know, it was like, exactly what you love about anime or not anime about anime too but uh, about RPG games like these awesome like 17 I think it was 17 hit combos you know yep. yeah and I, I like the fact that he they do the reveal he does the move and it is it's a sick it's a sick move but it's not it's not something akin to um, you know a, a an incredible power up or, or level up like a, like a super Saiyan or a transformation or something like that. In fact, he, he uses the move and he's still almost dead to the point where he passes out after he uses it. Um, and yeah, he, he kills the, you know, the monster and that thing was going to kill, most likely kill everybody there. Um, but he's, he's not in good shape after afterward. So I like that, they still give him room to grow there that there's more you know more space for him to to get better and even in the middle of oh, using this move he he's he he just keeps saying to him i got to go faster i can go faster i can do better i can do better and that leaves that door open um you know uh, kind of like uh um and it, that's it, yeah kind of like goku that's why some uh some animes I feel struggle with that because, uh, you know, in, in things like, uh, uh, for example, Bleach, um, uh, when when you have a, a character like Ichigo and he uses his Bankai for the first time, it's an awesome reveal, but then they have to continue to give him other different types of power-ups because they already gave him the best power-up for, you know, uh, that particular... Um, that particular type of power. So it, 
they're leaving this open so he could even get stronger as a swordsman, which I I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And it's also the reveal that he's he's somewhat more, you know, he's he's special. There's something about him that's different. Yeah, he's actually, that's so ability. he can dual yeah. wield, and he's he's got an exclusive player skill. So like he's exactly. the only one in the ten thousand players in Sword Art Online who has this one skill. We think. I think they say that there's there's very few people who have a you know a select skill like that. Like I think it's known that the commander has that shield that shield skill that it comes. We in haven't seen yet. To you know it comes into yeah. camp later. Spoiler. <laughs> um, yeah, but they they I they definitely like you know they mention it. But there's there's been mention of of, of abilities of other before. exclusive abilities. Yeah, of exclusive yeah. abilities being around and things not in. You know the player index that everybody knows about. So now is that you know, it's not for, with any RPG that you've played. Is that the case? Because I was no, I was thinking as like a complete code nerd the other day, and how easy it would be to randomize certain parts of things. Like you can randomize color or from a variety of shapes for even fishing. Like you could you could in theory in a real RPG like have it so that every time the fish comes out, it looks completely different, randomized, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. So. Just based off of that, it's it's got to be possible that these things could exist. Do they do they exist? Are these? I've never seen anything like that. Normally, it's like the GMs, the the manager guys. They have really badass stuff that nobody can get. <laughs> um, there's no, you know, so I've never seen like a sword of truth, like uh, or whatever it was called in South Park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how do you how do you trade stamp? <laughs> but um, <laughs> like I've never seen. <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen anything like that because I think it it goes back to again the beginning of the game, where it was a bit more RPG esque, and they're kind of stemming away from it. This is where I think it's starting to take more of the anime curve, where there's something special because you know in the beginning he talks about how the leveling system is unfair because high level players are basically invincible, and that's totally true. But at the same time, it's also fair in a sense that everybody can get everything that anybody else can get. So it's not, you know, nothing's really exclusive. It's just like, well, will, when will it drop again? When will somebody else get it? Except for these, this this skill, which is why he was kind of trying to hide which it. Which is why I think, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting that he says, too, that one of the reasons he was trying to hide it was that if people knew that they would hate him for it. Yeah, and Klein's like, Some people yeah, I get that. Him. Yep. And so he's like, and that, don't tell, don't nobody that's tell. That's really amazing. And everybody's like, we're not going to tell. And then somebody told. <laughs> Which I mean, I, I'm kind of glad they did that. They didn't make. They didn't make that. I mean, thought that that was funnier than they could have made it. Like they, they could have made it funnier because they did. They're like, okay, we won't tell. And then like the next scene is uh, they're reading a newspaper or something. He's uh, with a the uh, a guy or whatever his the name blacksmith. Is. Yeah, I, 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 Avil. What is it? The invent or the yeah agile. shop owner Agile. Something like that. And it's like on the front page of the paper, you know. So, yeah. fifty, which hit I guess combo. was funny. Dual wielding you know, fifty hit combo. Yeah. <laughs> Good old media. Totally blown out of proportion. Out of thanks, thanks media, even an Sao. <laughs> <laughs> and how about that job? Do you think the newspaper was made by someone in game, or do you, <laughs> like? New, I forgot it's a game. That's a newspaper. There's a newspaper. In it. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. Like. Ah, uh, it's been two years, and I'm gonna quit my job of slaughtering pigs, and I'm gonna work for the newspaper. Like, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm a master newspaperist. 
<laughs> what did you do? Oh, I went. I am a blacksmith. I make weapons for people. I I opened the shop so people can buy stuff. I opened a newspaper so people can read about the news. <laughs> I set type for the digital version of the newspaper. Or is it like? Is it like the black market for the people who give out like real information? They're like, oh hey, you guys want these quest logs? Or you want to hear about this story about a dual wielding guy who took on a boss on level seventy four? Got some of that ah. too. <laughs> but it's written down though. Brokers. They have it on a paper. It's not like it's not, not on a paper. paper. Well, they're like yeah. they're like you know, twenty five cents, Mister. <laughs> extra, extra, <laughs> outdated uh, <laughs> reference. Outdated. <laughs> 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 and then and then that scene is super short. Like that scene was weird. Talks about moving. Talks they, about his house again. So he has a house. <laughs> yeah, he says he can't live there. He's like, there. man, everybody Austin knows where he lives, so now I gotta live. Yeah, now I gotta move. Like, that scene, I felt like they could have not had that scene and went straight to uh, the meeting with Heathcliff, and we all would have got it. I thought that was just a weird choice to even have that there, you know? Because they yeah. could have, everything that was said there, they could have done in, uh, like, two lines whenever, they, we didn't even need those lines, so it was like, maybe another break, really trying to show know. off this paper, I guess, I don't know. Could, could, well, it could <laughs> be another break, you know, like, again, because otherwise we'd go right back into another serious moment with Commander Heathcliff. So you thought that was like a little lull for some a breath? Yeah, it was like the breath when you know when uh, Klein and a gang showed up and they have the moment with Asana, and then they get right back to business. And now uh, you know they we, they were just in a bunch of business. It was awesome. We all enjoyed it. And let's take a quick breath and laugh about the newspaper and have a conversation <laughs> about it. <laughs> and and you know let let's get you know Agile or whatever his name is back in the picture because he's a fun character and let's keep introducing him because. Why not? <laughs> and uh, what's her face is there for one one second too? Uh, oh yeah, one second. The blacksmith. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, yeah. I told you not to tell anybody, Hi, Dick. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also cool though, because you see, like, he confides in other people different information. He compartmentalizes all of his secrets amongst his several not friends, because he's a learner. Con- his confidants. His confidants. <laughs> and it's nice to see, like, with her, they invested a whole episode. So mm-hmm. she better be in the series somewhere else if she's not dead, you know. I mean, realistically, you could say they did that for Agil. He was the first one to defend Kirito and just say get over the beaters in like episode one. That's when true. They the first boss, you know, he's been around since the very beginning. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's the third person you meet essentially after Asuna and Klein. Yeah, and he's he's been pretty consistently in the episodes. Right, this is probably his fourth or fifth appearance. Fourth or fifth appearance? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so now moving on to this little bit of a debacle here, I, I gotta say before we even get into it that I have I have quite a, a big problem with this whole setup um, that goes on here um, so Asuna after Kirito uh, damn near gets killed uh, she decides she wants to leave the the guild, at least for a little while and shack up with Kirito. So she, for some reason, instead of just doing whatever she wants, goes to the guild and asks permission to do this, I guess. Yeah. Weird. I, yeah, I, I know you're, you know, a high school kid and all, but you're the second most powerful. You're the second in command. You're in game. You're pretty much a grown up. Do what you do. Do your thing. But the problem I have with it is 
she returns to Kirito and says, we have a problem. They won't let me leave unless you fight Commander Heathcliff. Yeah, that that is some... That was weird. <laughs> that was weird. That's How not right. about this? How about you want to leave the guild and they don't want you to? How about you fight? You fight. That's right. That's you just go like, ahead and fight that guy. Well, all right, I, well, I don't want to fight him. Yeah, is this so another here's... one of those sexist, we get it, she can cook, but she can't fight for herself things? Like, no, I'll, all right, I'll yeah. defend it. I'll take the other side of the fence here. It, there, here's the reason for your newspaper scene and the reason that he's popular now, now that everybody knows. Commander Heathcliff knows that he has an exclusive ability. And, you know, he's like, what's going on? I'm, I'm the leader of the most powerful army. I, I'm assuming that he thinks he should be probably the most powerful player, or at least views himself as the most powerful player, since he's, you know, the leader of the most renowned guild in, in the game. So, you know, he, I'm sure in his mind it's a curiosity thing, just like they, they kind of alluded to all kinds of players are going to be different. People are going to be jealous of him. People are going to be... He said he had a bunch of swordsmen come to him because they all want to learn the ability and want to know what he did to get it. So, you know, I'm sure Commander Heathcliff falls under one of those categories of, like, maybe he's just curious. How do you get an exclusive ability? So this was just, like, nice guy blackmail? You don't think... This wasn't, like... This isn't some predetermined guild rule. This is just, like, this guy's being an ass clown. I think the guy... Yeah. Well, I I think he wa- he legitimately wants Kirito in their guild. He wants him. That too. He knows he's powerful. He wants him at his side. But uh, again, this is it's a horrible device to get to those ends. That you're you're demeaning one of the most powerful and most prevalent characters into being, you know, a trophy. Kirito's <laughs> trophy. Yeah, like that. That's completely ridiculous. I mean. You know, if you find out this dude's got this ability, you want him on your team, whatever, go challenge him. That's fine. Don't be a jerk off. Like, I mean. And not to mention, we all know how, like, whenever we're forced to do something, especially to fight for somebody who we lose to, we all know how well we do with that. Like, I'm going to kick your ass, take your girlfriend, and then you're going to fight for me and do a good job. Like, what? What? No, that's not. That would be the worst scenario, you know? Like, they wouldn't, they would just go fishing or fuck off like they would anyway. Like, I just thought that was such a, yeah, I thought that was a bad device to get to what we needed to get to. You know, it just didn't, and his name's Heathcliff, which I know is badass, but it's the name of an orange cat from when we were kids. We all know it, and that's what I keep thinking, so. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Heathcliff. Okay, good. We're, we're all agreed. It was thought. But yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know why. It, it, at this point in time, it seems very ridiculous with what we know that that scenario would work in any way, shape, or form. And what what happens if they don't agree to it? They're gonna kill him. Yeah. What What are you gonna do? You just say like, no. Gonna, we're what, we're not gonna fight you. She's not gonna fight for you anymore. Okay. Well, we tried. You know. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> it would have, it would be great if that's what he did, and Kirito just looked at him and was like, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What? What? What are you gonna do?" <laughs> All right, so uh, I think that kind of brings us toward the end of this uh, episode of Sao. Um, Gregaman, do you have uh, some final thoughts for us? Yeah, I feel like um, this was like a this was a big episode. I think, in my opinion, just because uh, I, for whatever reason, I was paying attention to the intro song and actually re- like a, kind of to what Eric was doing with the, the subtitles was reading what the subtitles were and what they were saying during the Japanese parts and 
it really is singing about a love so- like a love story the whole time. And I think in this episode, like right after right after the battle when Kirito almost dies and Klein and his crew leave, there's a whole scene where she's like, you know, hugging him and saying how much or she doesn't know what she would do if he died. And it's kind of, you know, I know we talked a lot in the episode about how it's like where they're hitting like, I don't know if we want to say like gender roles or whatever and issues with that. But she's kind of opening up that softer side of herself to like so you can see kind of why she rushed in like it kind of starts off with that like she doesn't want the people dying but then you see how much she cares about Kirito and that kind of starts to you know I think change her character and and kind of let you see that different side like you said we haven't really seen that we've only really seen little quick scenes with her and battles and this one is like the change you know the turning point and after actually reading those lyrics and things it was like kind of like a tie-in for me that this was kind of all right, something's happening here. I guess we're getting more into the meat of the story. Indeed, yeah, we definitely see a, a, a big change in her and, and in, in Kirito, uh, and I think they both, it's starting to click for both of them that they're, you know, going to be inseparable here. Uh, and that, well, at least it's starting to click for me as a viewer that they're, this is not the Kirito show anymore. Um, you know, it, it's definitely... Uh, uh, I mean, he accepts the duel, you know. It, yeah, it, it's it's turning into uh, you know a sitcom with them at the helm. So uh, I, I definitely Buckle see where up. you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up! Yeah, nice. Uh, EJ, before you give your final thoughts, I just wanted to say, boom, and shout out to Onomatopoeia. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Onomatopoeia. Big ups. Big yeah, oops. right. You better respect your fellow or onomatopoeia. Name for onomatopoeia is Zamo Blamo. Zamo Blamo Schwitz. Presuma. I don't know. It's, it's AKA onomatopoeia. I don't think it's really an onomatopoeia. Like the word onomatopoeia would have to be said like onomatopoeia. I don't know. <laughs> so Bobcat Goldthwait has to say it at all times. <laughs> you have to pretend first. That you're on the set of Police Academy. And then, <laughs> only then. <laughs> you could say I'm on <laughs> uh, Well, my thoughts about these last two episodes were I was very pleased with the amount of action. I just, I've been wanting action. It's called Sword Art Online. I want to see action. And so we got to see a lot of it. We got to see a bunch of different baddies. We got to see a dinosaur. Again, this is the last two episodes because I kind of grouped them together. The dinosaur warriors, some skeleton warriors. Um, we saw a couple different guilds, so we saw different kinds mm-hmm. of characters there, which was cool. We saw the the big boss, and then this is the the first time where we actually hear Heathcliff's voice, I believe. Uh, so I think he's just been a silent character that we've seen before, but now we've actually get to to hear about hear from the the man who's the mm, the big yeah. voice. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It seems like it seems like we can go in a good direction with, we're going to see a fight soon if they show it, you know, with, with <sighs> what's forecasted. It. And, uh, so that seems, that seems really cool to me. I'm excited to hopefully see this fight. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, kind of where I was going to, uh, with my final thoughts. Thanks for stealing my thunder. <laughs> uh, I, I really can't wait to see the fight between he and, uh, and Heathcliff. This, this duel is going to be great. Um, and I can't wait to uh, hop on another episode of White Wasabi with you fools and talk about it. We uh, Wasabi. Um, so I, I think that's pretty much all I have for this one. Uh, 
thank you guys for tuning in, checking out White Wasabi. Uh, you can check out more from us on moot.tv. Uh, you can also, well, you can get the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, we're on Instagram. Which you probably know because you're, you're listening to it if you're, you're, if listening, you're listening to, to it. my voice <laughs> right now. Uh, all the other social media places facebooks and things check us out yeah there. hopefully at this point in time too we'll have some white wasabi t-shirts available on the moot shop as well as some other merchandise uh for moot tv so if you guys want to show your support you can check those out there and uh, i really look forward to watching episode 10 and discussing it with you guys and i'm out <laughs> ah, got us got us thanks guys it's always fun Always fun. Mood.tv